Have you been enjoying our service? I know I have. Good stuff. We appreciate all of you being here. And uh, thanks for being here. Wow, great, great week we had last week. Uh, we're celebrating the fact of the Supreme Court decision overturning uh, Roe v. Wade. And so that's, that's exciting. And before we even get started, I think it'd be appropriate for us to give thanks to God. I mean, many of us have been praying for a long time for this. So let's pray together. God, we thank you for your goodness. And Father, we, uh, we realize that this is a step in protecting the most innocent among us, uh, the most defenseless. And Lord, uh, we also realize as believers it's time for us to step up and do even more to help uh, women who are in unwanted pregnancies, difficult situations, or that we'd help them uh, choose life. And Lord, we ask that you'd protect uh, the, the justices on the Supreme Court, especially those conservative justices that have been targeted, or that you'd protect them, uh, Justice Thomas and uh, Alito, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Barrett, and Roberts. Lord, and also uh, people who work at pro-life clinics and ministries, Lord, that you'd protect them as well. And God, we realize that we have an opportunity to, to continue to support and help women uh, who are facing difficult times. Lord, thanks for loving us. Lord, thanks for this blessing on our country. And Lord, we realize uh, that this just now goes to the states and that we as a people can vote uh, on these most important issues. Lord, in Christ's name we pray. Amen. So as a church and pro-life, just make a quick comment. You know, we are here to stand up for the most defenseless, the weakest among us, and that includes the, the pre-born. And so a lot of people um, are excited about this decision. I, I know that I am. It's been 49 years, and so that's great. And uh, we also want to remember the people who are working at um, Heartbeat Hope Medical in our area and uh, Marissa that I think might be back there. Yeah, uh, we, we're still behind you, Marissa. We know the work continues and, and we got your back. And uh, it's time for us to step out and, and step up, take action and, uh, and help people. That's what we're all about doing. So um, we're going to wrap up our series on Zip It today. And, uh, and so... We'll zip it for one last time. That We've talked about controlling our mouth, which uh, is a big deal to God. We talked about complaining. We talked about lying last week. I actually last week used a personal illustration about how I repeatedly lie and was challenged to stop lying, and that's when it came to those terms and conditions. You know, you check the box. Well, you know what happened this week? Actually, and I don't do this very often, but I was actually trying to download a song from iTunes that I had heard last Sunday, and I thought, oh, that's a cool song. I'll try to download that. And as I was trying to do that, Apple threw me into this thing where I had to read the terms and conditions. And I wanted to just check the box, but I'd already confessed my sin, and I also wanted to repent. And so I decided not to do that. I forced myself to read the terms and conditions. And I read, and I read, and I read. At some point, I looked at the clock, and I thought, I should time it, how long it's taking me to read this. 
But, and so I looked at the clock, and then I read and read, and then it got into wallet and how to pay people, and I wasn't even doing that, but I kept reading because I was going to have to sign the box, and so I kept reading and reading. But I just want to point out that, and some of it is in large caps. I, this is part of what I read. This is just to download a song. Here's what it said. By the way, if you're looking for this, I, I think it was in section six, subsection E. Here's what it said. Information provided by the Apple software or services could lead to death, personal injury, or severe physical damage, or environmental damage, including, without limitation, the operation of nuclear facilities, aircraft navigation, or communication systems, air traffic control, life support, and weapon systems. Hey, I'm just trying to download a Christian song. And this is in all caps. And so I don't know if I, that I really needed to read all that. And I don't know what all you guys are doing with your Apple software. But if you're like in control of a nuclear facility or weapon systems, you need to read this stuff. Don't just check the box, especially section six, subsection E. Or you can kill us all. So I just want you to know that. Because some of you guys are just checking the box. You haven't even read it. So anyway. God says that we are accountable for every spoken word. And uh, we need to remember that. We have to be careful about our words. All of our words. And if you're a leader or a supervisor or a parent or studies show, especially a dad, your words carry probably more weight than you realize. And so this is even more important for you. And uh, here's what Proverbs 12, 18 says, there is one who speaks rashly like the thrust of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. So rashly is thoughtlessly, you're just kind of slicing and dicing. And today, we're talking about gossip. Gossip, and then kind of in a, in a bigger realm, unwholesome talk, just things that we say. But, and, and we think gossip, well, gossip, you know, that's not of a big deal. Gossip is important to God, or, the, or us not gossiping, I should say, is important to God. Here's Romans 1. Beginning in verse 28, this is a section where God, uh, God, through Paul, is describing people far from God and how culture's going. And he says this, starting in verse 28, it goes, And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do things which are not proper, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents. So th this is, notice how slander, gossip, is right in the middle of these lists. And it's like, here's a list describing people who are far from God. And gossip plays a prominent role in there, sort of 
capping off one section of this. And so that's how God describes people far from God, but it's not just the people out there that have an issue with gossip, right? It's also us as believers. As a matter of fact, Paul is writing the church in Corinth and he basically mentions the same thing. He's getting ready to go there in 2 Corinthians. He thinks he might be there and he's talking about when he gets there, what he's gonna find. Here's what he says in verse 20 of chapter 12. Perhaps there will be strife, jealousy, angry tempers, disputes, slanders, gossip, arrogance, disturbances. So gossip is mentioned in the Bible. God doesn't like it. But now here's the problem. Most of us, we don't think we're gossips. So we get a pass on this. So we're sitting here going, well, this is being kind of boring because it really doesn't really apply to me today. But well, I could probably give some helpful hints to some people I know uh, at work and stuff. So bring it. But really, gossip's a bigger deal than we think. The main thing that, as I was prepping for this, is just getting a handle on what gossip is. Exactly what is gossip? And so I have a couple of definitions that I want to run, run by you here. So gossip is this, speaking to someone who's neither directly part of the problem or solution about another person who's not present. That's one way to define it. Then there's organizational gossip. Churches, companies, it'd be like this. When a negative is discussed about a person, and that person not being there, without, with anyone who can't solve the problem. That's, that's another definition. Here's another definition. All these, I think, are on. It's just they're a little wordy. Gossip is derogatory information about someone shared with others that is not motivated by doing good for them. Great, great definition there. And before we give ourselves a pass, we say stuff like this all the time. We share news, you know, and, that, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. But when we share negative news about people with other people, now we've kind of gone in to gossip. You know, it goes like this. Wow, can you believe what so-and-so said? Did you check out what he said in that email? Do you believe what she posted? You know, on and on. When we're saying that, that, that is gossip. We're sharing something negative about a person and they aren't there. And, and I think we all do this. All of us. And so we need to really take a deeper dive on gossip and figure out how we're a part of that and get rid of it in our life. And now here's the thing. I think a lot of people, we give ourselves a pass because we say this. Well, I know that was true. Just if you're sharing something negative, just because it's true doesn't mean it's not gossip. You can gossip with the truth. Does that make sense? So we'll kind of, we'll get in here, we'll, we'll look at this a little closer. But gossip doesn't have to be false. You can share something about somebody, somebody's not true, that's gossip. But you can share things that you shouldn't be sharing that are true, and that is also gossip. So as we dive into this a little deeper, we're going to answer three questions about gossip. I do this a lot, it's the way I like to do it. So we're doing, you know, why people gossip, what happens when people gossip, and then how to stop gossip. 
Okay, that's the outline. Are we ready? All right, that's the outline I'm working with here. That's all I got. So are, are you ready? Thank you. All right, why we gossip? Why we gossip? Proverbs 18.8 says this. The words of a whisperer, same, same word as gossip, the words of a whisperer or gossiper are like dainty morsels and they go down into the innermost part of the body. Dainty morsels. He's saying like gossip is like tasty snacks. And so we eat them and gossip goes down to the innermost part of us is what he's saying. Why is gossip like tasty snacks? Well, it's like tasty snacks because who likes peanut M&Ms? Okay, I'm, I'm, open your mouth. I'm a, no, I won't do that. No, why? Be, tasty snacks, because you eat one, and what happens? You want another one, right? Potato chips, you know, it's, we eat, we, I'll probably regret this, but we eat this. The way gossip is like tasty snacks is that once it gets going, we want more and more. And more. I could do this all day. <laughs> somebody says something negative about somebody else, and we're like, really? You're kidding me. You've got to be joking. No way. And we just feed it more. Give, <clears throat> give me more. Give me more. You know. And then, after we hear that, it causes us to want more in this way. Then we say, well, I heard this. Let me pile on. I heard this happen. And, th and we do that over and over and over. And we want more. It creates an appetite for more and more gossip. That's what he's talking about. Why? Why is gossip like tasty snacks? Well, because once it starts, it's hard to stop. It's easy to pile on. It's easy to jump in. Oh, you heard that? Well, I heard this. And here we go. So, but why do we gossip? Well, sometimes we gossip, and this is what we all think about gossip, is we gossip maliciously. Sometimes when we gossip, it's really... Because we're gonna, we're attacking the other person. We've been offended, or we don't like this person, or they've done something to us, and so now's our time to sort of get them back. So we talk negatively about them. We sort of knock them down to other people because we don't like them. So it's a little payback, and so it's malicious. And I think that's we all get that kind of gossip, and that's the most easily to identify. Yeah, that's not good. That's wrong. But that's not the only reason we gossip. We also gossip because it tends to build or it answers, satisfies our need for self-esteem. So there could be, you could be talking about somebody that you have nothing against this person. But as you talk and share about the negatives in their life or what they've done, 
Well, then all of a sudden, without you maybe even realizing it, it makes you feel better about yourself. Yeah, I don't do that. So this person, I'm I'm not against this person, but I'm talking negatively about this person. Why? Because it really makes myself, it makes me feel better about myself in some weird way. And that's a little harder to identify. That gossip can feed our need for self-esteem. You know, yeah, yeah, that guy, yeah, we're talking, yeah, that guy's lame. And then, but by what we're kind of saying is, and we're not. Feeds that self. But that's not all. Scripture identifies another reason that we gossip, which is a terrible reason. It's just boredom. It's just idleness. Here's what uh, Paul writes to Timothy. He says, at the same time, 513, he says, at the same time, they also learn to be idle This is just boredom, not doing anything. As they go around from house to house and not merely idle, but also gossips and busybodies talking about things not proper to mention. Idle time, boredom can cause us to talk about people inappropriately. I mean, we can just do that. And it doesn't matter what the reason is. These are reasons that we gossip, but they're all bad. You might think of some more reasons. It doesn't matter. They're all bad. We shouldn't gossip. So if that's why we gossip, well, then the next question is, well, what does gossip do? Why is it so bad? What's the point? And so what happens when we gossip? Well, gossip tears down trust. It damages relationships. In organizations, like even the church, it weakens the church because it tears away at unity. Proverbs 16, 28 says, a perverse man spreads strife and a slanderer separates intimate friends. And slander is like gossip, only slander is untrue gossip. And so we say, hey, slander separates friends. Gossip breaks relationships. And and why is that? How is it that gossip breaks relationships? Well, for one thing, gossip keeps conflict alive. You know, we, we just in our life, we will come in conflict with other people. We're all sinners. We understand that that happens. It's gonna happen. But a lot of times, especially among friends, but Generally, among anybody, when there's a conflict, over time, a lot of times, that'll just disappear or go away. But gossip keeps stirring it up. Gossip keeps kindling the fire. As a matter of fact, it's said this way um, in Proverbs 26, 20. For lack of wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no whisperer, and that's a gossiper, where there is no whisperer, contention quiets down. See, and that can be intentional or not intentional. We keep gossiping, it keeps stirring up that conflict that people have. Also, gossip poisons a person's perspective of somebody else. When we gossip, we're tearing down somebody else. And it could be true or it could be false. But when we're saying these things, the problem with that is we're talking to other people. The person we're talking to or the person that's in the hearing of what we're saying 
may not know the person as well as we know them, and then all they know about the person is the negative that they heard from your mouth. And so then they ascribe to this, so now their view of this person is completely negative. We've, we've changed their perspective on somebody. I, I know, here, here's the way I've seen this kind of in a group setting. It is years ago, I noticed sometimes that a lot of us have a tradition that after church, like after this service, Pam and I, we go out and have a meal. It used to be Pam would make a big meal at home, and sometimes our families get together. Now it's a little more simple than that, but it's always been a special time for us to have a meal together after church. A lot of people have the same, same kind of uh, traditions. But what I've learned years ago was that at some of those traditions when families got together, because they just came from church, they would tend to talk critically about church or the service or somebody at church or you know, whatever the case may be. And then that would just be kind of the topic of conversation, and which is not that surprising. I mean, I get it. But then what would happen, this is what's surprising to me, is then when their children grew up, the parents were surprised that the children then didn't go to church. Well, I'm not surprised. You know, they, they listened to 18 years of you kind of gripe and complain and, you know, mention everything negative. Well, of course, they don't want to be a part of that. What we say matters, and it's easier, it's way easy to kind of, you know, take little shots, and I'm not saying this happens a lot at a church, I don't even know of any examples of this in the last several years, so you, I'm sure they're there, I'm just saying, I'm not pointing anybody out, it's just, we need to be careful what we're saying. Proverbs 11:12 says, he who despises his neighbor lacks sense, but a man of understanding keeps silent. He who goes about as a tale-bearer, gossiper is what that means, reveals secrets. But he who's trustworthy conceals the matter. Hey, don't say things that reflect negatively on somebody's character to other people unless you're trying to help in some way. Fix that. Don't say things like that. For us in church... One of the big things that we need to be careful of is, is sometimes we want to share some negative scoop on somebody, but then we also don't want to gossip because we know that's wrong. And so then we wrap the gossip up in a prayer request, right? <laughs> hey, I need you to pray for so-and-so that we know, and you know, they're, they really got some issues going on. Let me tell you about them. You won't believe this and you won't believe that. And so I need you to pray. And, and you know, that's just gossip. Why do we pray for somebody? Because we want good for them. God's telling us to love others, especially those in the church, but everybody we love. Well, we're praying for people because we love them. Well, don't use that as an occasion to speak negatively about people because that's not loving. You know, really, how do you stop gossip? Just by loving people better. I mean, that, that would take care of it right there. Um, so we need to be careful that, again, what we say about a person, that, that may be the only thing somebody knows about that person. We need to be careful. Also, what gossip does is it corrupts our own character. That's what Scripture says. 2 Timothy 2.16 says, here's Paul telling us, but avoid worldly and empty chatter, for it will lead to further 
ungodliness. And their talk will spread like gangrene. How many of you knew gangrene was in the Bible? You know, here's, he's saying, hey, watch out with worldly and kind of endless chatter. Watch out just when you're just kind of talking about stuff. It doesn't really matter. You're just talking, talking, talking because it will lead to further ungodliness and it will spread like gangrene. After Paul writes this, then he names names in his letter, in the Bible, about people that are doing this. Gossip's like gangrene. You know gangrene, right? It looks like this. That's gangrene. That's an infection that spreads, and it can spread to the rest of our body. This is kind of making me hungry looking at this, but... It can spread to the rest of the body. So sometimes, in order to stop it, if you can't heal the infection, what do you have to do? Got to cut, cut it off. You got to amputate it. It's ugly. And God's saying, hey, this is what we're doing to the body of Christ, or this is what we're doing to our relationships, our family. This is what we're doing to our organization. Is gossip's bringing in this infection, and it really needs to be dealt with, is what Scripture's telling us. Avoid worldly and empty chatter because it spreads like gangrene. And that's bad stuff. We don't want that a part of us, right? Picture again, right? We don't want that. It's not good. Let that sear into your retina, you know, into a little bit, yeah. So, so the main thing is how to stop. So that, okay, enough of the picture. All right, so how to stop, you know? How do we stop? Well, we must deal with both sides of gossip because one side of gossip that we don't even think about Okay, enough, all right. One side, one side that we don't even think about that much is the hearing of gossip. If we're just hearing it, God says that that's not good. We shouldn't tolerate the hearing of gossip. Here's what Proverbs 17, 4 says. Listen to this. An evildoer listens to wicked lips a liar pays attention to a destructive tongue. We shouldn't listen to gossip. So that's one side. What we permit, we promote. Especially as a leader. Especially as a supervisor. Especially as a parent. Especially as a dad. What we permit... We promote. If we are just letting gossip happen around us, that ends up promoting gossip. We need to be careful with that. There's another verse, basically says the same thing. Proverbs 20, 19 says, He who goes about as a slanderer reveals secrets, therefore do not associate with a gossip. Do not associate with a gossip. So, here's what happens. Uh, sometimes in an organization, you know, people, they will tell you things that may not reflect so great on somebody else, 
But, but if their motive to do that is to fix it, then that's better. But if their motive is just to share a negative, not good. So sometimes in counseling situations, people will come to me, and this is what I try to tune in on, and they'll say something like this. If they start out this way, if they start out saying, I'm not sure I should share this with you, and it's a counseling situation, then a lot of times I'll just stop and say, you know, I'm not sure I should tell you this. Then I'll just stop right there and say, you know, maybe you shouldn't tell me. I don't even know what it is. But I'm, if you're not thinking maybe you should, but you're about to, well, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe we can talk about this issue without me knowing the exact issue. Because I, I don't probably need to know that. And, and another reason for that is someday somebody may ask you, well, did you tell anybody or did you tell Kevin or whatever? Well, then you, then you can say, no, no, I didn't. Rather than, because if they ask me, have you heard this? I'm going to tell the truth. So you don't always have to say. You can work on things sometimes without knowing every little thing about it. So be careful with that. What's, what's the standard here? Paul, and this is the text I really want to zoom in on here before we wrap. Paul says, not only don't gossip, he says, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Well, what's unwholesome talk? Well, if it's about somebody else, you could just flip it and say, would I want somebody sharing this about me when I wasn't around? And if that's a no, then, then we shouldn't do that to somebody else. But here's where he says that is in Ephesians 29. This is a great verse, very famous verse. A lot of you have this memorized, and it's a good verse to memorize. It says this, Let no unwholesome t word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment. So catch what he's saying. It's pretty strong. He says, let no... Don't let it come out. Stop it before it gets out of your mouth. We need a word filtering system before it escapes our, our lips. And, and so we need to do that. And we need to try to stop it with other people too. And one, sometimes you can probably stop 90% of gossip that you think somebody's going to tell you just by saying one, one question. Just say, and you don't have to do this in a snotty way. You can just say, why are you telling me this? Hey, did you hear about, well, why are you telling, and then you see that it's negative, then it's like, well, why are you telling me this? That will give that other person a chance to think through, well, why am I telling this? And they may have some good constructive reason for doing that because you're a part of the solution or something. Well, then that makes sense. But if it's just, no, they're just sharing it, it allows them to, to rethink whether they should even share it or not. So that's one way. It helps them think whether there's a benefit or not. But when he says, let no unwholesome talk, it's a strong word. This means rotting, putrid. I mean, it's, it's strong. You know, Josiah, you're, you're into the original, in the original Greek in this, it's Instagram. That's the original Greek word right there, Instagram. And in the Hebrew, Twitter. It's, it's rotting, putrid stuff. 
I know a church that, that we've taken our staff to a couple times, or, or some, a group of us on staff have gone to more than once. It's a large church, has a big staff, and they have something called the 24-hour rule. Don't know if any of you have ever heard this, but it's a pretty cool thing. Here it is. If anyone comes to you or me and says anything negative about another person, then we ask this question. Have you told them what you just told me? Have you talked to them about this negative thing that you just said about them? And then if they say, no, I haven't, then you say this. You have 24 hours to go talk to them about this issue, or I will tell them what you told me. Wow. When you do something like that, it makes, in an organization, it makes gossip unsafe. And, and it kind of should be. And really, this is pointing us right back to what Jesus said. Remember, Jesus said, hey, if you've been offended by somebody, rather than complain about that and talk to other people, what are you supposed to do? Go back to that person, right? If they've offended you, or if you've offended them. I mean, either way, if you figure out something's not right between us, before you tell anybody else, you're supposed, Jesus said, Matthew 18, if you want to look it up, that you go to that person and you talk to them one-on-one -on -one and fix it. That's what God's called all his people to do. And if that doesn't fix it, because sometimes that happens, then you find one or two other believers and you go again to the person and you talk to them again with sort of some just mature believers who can be there and just that are not emotionally connected and sort of kind of help arbitrate. Yeah, you, you need to listen to what they're saying or no, you're, you're way too sensitive or whatever, you know, that that can happen. And then if that doesn't work, Jesus says, well, then you take it to the, the church or somebody in the church or some leadership of the church. We, we don't announce those things everywhere, but we do with the community of people that are involved. That's what he's telling us. That's the standard in the Bible. So we don't talk down other people. We, if, if we're bummed at something somebody's done, we go to them and we kind of deal with it that way. Gossip negatively affects the unity of our friendships, our family, the organizations we're involved with, you know, our church family, everything. We've got to be careful. And, and we remember it's this whole truth thing because a lot of people, well, well, it's true. Only things that are true should be said. But not everything true should be said. Does that make sense? You know, when we say things, we should say things that are only true. That, that's, that's last week. But not everything true should be spoken in every situation. If it's not fixing the problem, then we shouldn't be doing it. If, we're, if it's negative about somebody else and it's not sort of serving to, to make things better, we've got to be careful. Proverbs 21, 23 says, He who guards his mouth and his tongue guards his soul from troubles. 
And this is what Paul's talking about when he says, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. Of course, we say that, let no unwholesome word. Okay, well, how do we do that? That's a high standard. Who thinks that's a high standard? I'm the only one. So you guys got this? You're crushing it? For me, tough standard. Let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. I, for one, think that's a very high standard. Anybody with me? I'll give you another chance. Tough. So how do we do that? How do we make that show up in our life? By, oh, he's going to tell us. By only saying what builds other people up, what's beneficial. He says it in the next phrase. But only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of a moment. What? We only say things that build people up or we only think, say things that are constructive to fix the situation, whatever's going on in the moment. And so when we're talking about somebody that's not with you, our challenge then is to build them up and compliment you. So we talk about news all the time. So we're talking about news, news. Hey, this happened. Hey, did you hear about this guy, this girl? You know, what, what all happened? When, when we bring somebody else up, our challenge is, is when they're not there is that we would say something positive about them. News, sometimes it's just news. It's not positive or negative. This happened. You know, but then we try to use the occasion to build each other up. So even people who aren't there, so we say, yeah, you know what? You know what I appreciate about that person you just mentioned? You know, they are super faithful. They must be close to Jesus because, man, they serve. You know, or just whatever positive that you know about the person, that you interject that, remembering that not everybody might know the person as well as you do. It's your chance to say something positive about somebody. Now, I'm amazed at her strength. She must rely on God. Whatever that is. So why should we only talk to build others up? Well, he tells us why in the next phrase. He says, so that it will give grace to those who hear. You're not only building up the person that's not there, you're also building up the people that are there. So it gives grace to those who hear. And here's what he's telling us. We cannot be passive. We have to take actions. Our words must benefit others. They must benefit organizations, families, churches. Our words need to build up. And this is what Jesus has been telling us. Here's what he says. Again, this doesn't mean that you don't call out things. Jesus he called out tough stuff. Listen to this passage. This is Matthew 12, beginning in 34. You brood of vipers. Well, that's not real positive, but he's saying it to their face. You brood of vipers. How can you, being evil, speak what is good? For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. By the way, this is right after they accused Jesus of doing something as the work of Satan. But anyway, for the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. The good man brings out of his good treasure what is good, and the evil man brings out of his treasure what is evil. But I tell you, here's Jesus, but I tell you that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an accounting for it in the day of judgment. For by words you'll be justified, and by words 
you'll be condemned. Is that scary to anybody? It is to me. That's what he's saying. Jesus is saying, hey, what we say is important. It impacts unity. We'll be judged for every non-beneficial word that we speak. Is what God's saying. And so for me, when I'm looking at this, I'm, I'm realizing I need to commit to not speaking any words that are not beneficial and not building other people up. And because I talk a lot, it's hard, you know, I, I need to jump on this because I'll mess this up faster than most people. So who will join me in saying, yeah, I commit, I'm with you, Kevin, I commit this week to trying to, when I speak, that I'm only speaking what builds other people up, only speaking what solves problems, only speak what benefits organizations or other people. So that's what God wants from us. And when we do that, it will please our Savior. Let's stand together. Father God, thanks. Thanks for loving us. Thanks for caring for us. Lord, thanks for directing us. Thanks for telling us what's right and wrong so we'll know. And God, help us to remember that just because it's true, if something that we know about somebody, we still maybe shouldn't share it. Depends on the circumstance. But we don't want to speak negatively behind people's backs. We want to love people and build them up. And God, you're, you're telling us that we need to be known by how we talk in our workplace, in our families. Lord, people should know there's something different about us by how we speak. And, and God, for those of us who talk a lot, we need to get on it. Help us. We need your help. God, thanks for loving us. Thanks for providing your spirit that strengthens us to do what you've called us to do. Lord, in the joy that we have in following you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.